Welcome into the PHNX Daily Bet Show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave that five-star review. I'm Shane Diefenbach, joined as always by Johnny Venerable, and now a new guy, Dalton Cates, uh, high-stakes fantasy football player, um, also 4 for 4 weekend specialist. Um, how are we doing? Doing good. Yeah. Excited to be in the studio with you. Yeah, yeah nice. Uh, Johnny, you had a little technical difficulties, but everything is okay now. It is. I'm fine. My computer uh, blew up uh, literally two minutes before the show started. So hopefully this audio is coming in okay on my tripod here. But Dalton, fantastic. good to have you on. I asked Shane yesterday, any relation to Rick Dalton a la Roadhouse? He didn't understand that reference, which made me very depressed. Uh, I'm hopeful you get that reference, please. So, uh, so funny story. Uh, my parents were uh, pregnant with me at the time, and my dad and mom went on a date to the movies to oh, see God. this movie called The Roadhouse. Holy shit! And my dad, <laughs> my dad is watching that, and he goes, "You know what would be a great name for our son, Dalton?" And hence, I was you born a few be, months you later. You better not be messing with me. I'm that's not lying. Incredible. I'm not lying. Oh, so that's right. What a great start to the show. Happy Friday, fellas. Yeah, um, feeling good. Johnny, you're still recovering from the loss from last weekend, but hopefully we can make it better with some winners. I know, Johnny, we we weren't agreeing much in the week about who we thought was going to win. And then you sent me your picks this morning, and I got a little sad. I'm not going to lie. So maybe Dalton can be the tiebreaker. Um, but before we get into our NFL picks, I <laughs> last night was hard for me because it was the first time yeah. this had happened to me. Um, I was the, on the bad end of a stat correction, uh, Julius Randall got a rebound taken away from him last night and he had 14, exactly 14 rebounds and assists combined. So we'll throw up the, my picks from yesterday. Um, 13 and a half, uh, he got a rebound taken away after he had 14 in the third quarter and then the vet lost. And I guess they called a tip in that they scored that he scored on. Um, they called it off, and I guess one of the other players tipped it in. I don't know. Stephen F. Austin hit, and then the Knicks shit the bed, and the Kings got blown out by the Avs. So not a great day for me. But, Johnny, you had a pretty pretty solid day, um, aside from the Warriors, I believe. Yeah, I mean, the Suns, listen, that, that was if I had to pick a lock of the day, it would have been them going uh, to Denver and taking care of business and looking like really the best team in the NBA right now. Uh, they won pretty handedly despite uh, Luca's dominant performance. The Warriors, to me, I, they were kind of in cruise control a little bit in the fourth quarter, and it got away from them, so they weren't able to cover. But, I mean, I, I feel good about my Trojans, right? That that mm-hmm. looks pretty good. So, yeah, I, I had a pretty solid day, all things considered. I'm a football guy through and through, but when I dabble into the NBA, into the hardwood, and I focus primarily on that, uh, good things happen, as you can see there. Well, I'm proud of you, little man. Um Thank you. Before we get into our picks, Dalton, I I want to get your takes on some of these games because unfiltered without seeing what we picked. I want to know what you think. So when we throw up our picks, Johnny can be all sad or I can be all sad. What do you think? What, what are your favorite games this weekend? And what are you what are you looking out for? Oh, obviously the favorite game's got to be the Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs Bills. Like I think it's gonna be a shootout. Um for that one personally, like I think I'm leaning more so on the Chiefs side. They have the p- playoff experience before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think they they actually like match up pretty decently against the Bills, where I think like they have a bunch of different ways that they can beat them. Where I think the Bills uh, mainly are probably going to beat them if Josh Allen is using his rushing legs. Yeah, um, and I think it could be more of a defensive battle than I think everyone's expecting a big shootout, which yeah. could happen. But I think it could be more of a tighter tighter game in that end. Definitely. Well, Johnny, we'll go with you first. What are your favorite picks this week? 
So I'm riding hard with Cincinnati this weekend because I think Tannehill not playing in a rhythm. They haven't played anybody in like a month, right? And now they're going to take on this juggernaut of a Cincinnati offense. I'm not saying I like Cincinnati money line. I do like that to be a field goal game one way or the other in the fourth quarter. Give me Joe Burrow over Ryan Tannehill all day, every day. It's not a, not a long travel from Cincinnati to Tennessee. The Packers, to me, I just feel like they are too complete of a team right now as opposed to San Francisco, who still has deficiencies in their secondary. Jimmy Garoppolo's banged up. I think they end up winning by roughly a touchdown, puts an end to, a, 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 frankly, a, a nice run by an otherwise dead San Francisco team about a month ago. The Rams, to me, are probably my my lock of the week. I think they're going to win outright as much as it pains me to say that when I vomit saying that right now. Hmm. I think they go into Tampa and they handle business against Tom Brady and an otherwise pretty undermanned Tampa Bay offense. Whereas like, I, I know it was against the Cardinals and the Cardinals are big time frauds, but the Rams look like the best team in the NFC on Monday night. Now, I don't know if that, that can translate to Lambeau. We'll have to wait until next weekend, presumably, but I, I think they win. And I think it could be, a handled win because Tristan Wirfs, he was in a walking boot. Von Miller looks good now. And then the Chiefs, you know, I'm with you, Dalton. I think I think you're going to have to convince me that this Chiefs team is not going to go to three straight Super Bowls. I have to see it with my own eyes. I think Buffalo, that's a really shitty matchup for the Bills because I think they'd roll Cincinnati. I think they'd roll Tennessee. But you get Andy Reid and company in the divisional round away from home. Is is unbeatable as Josh Allen looked last week. I just think, to your point, Dalton, Kansas City's defense has been playing well. Their offense now looks like it's kicking it into high gear. Travis Kelsey was borderline unstoppable. Nobody on Buffalo can run with him. I Just give me Mahomes over Allen. Probably this one final time. The Bills screwed themselves by messing around during the regular season. They needed to be Tennessee. They needed to secure the, the number one seed in home field mm-hmm. advantage for me to be able to pick them to go to the Super Bowl. So I like Kansas City until they lose, frankly. Yeah, so you're going to see in a little bit. I, I struggled with this this entire week, and I ended up picking the Bills, um, which we'll throw up in a bit. But the reason why is I, I when, I'm, when I'm at a coin toss like this, I need to find storylines to convince me. So when I lose, I'm like, okay, it, it, was, it should have been a storybook ending, and it wasn't. And everybody's talking about that video last year of Stefan Diggs sitting and watching the Chiefs celebrate the AFC Championship. I just have a feeling that Josh Allen and him are going to connect for like 180 yards for Stefan Diggs. And one thing, the, the, the thing that good teams always do in the playoffs is they show you something different. And we saw that a little bit with Josh Allen's legs, like you said. Um, the running game has come almost to life a little bit. So I think that could be the difference maker. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs do end up winning this game pretty handily. But without further ado, we'll go into my picks um, for this weekend. I think people are too high on Joe Shiesty. I really do. I look, this Bengals team is so fun to watch, but Derrick Henry what is shiest, what Shiesty? What is that? You're you sit down, 30-year-old man from Maricopa. Um uh, look, Derrick Henry is back. He's going to start Con- from all things that we've heard, contact is going well with him. Uh I can see him running for a hundred plus yards, two touchdowns, uh, and and really securing this victory for a Titans defense that has been really good all year and I don't. I don't know. I, it could. It look. The Bengals could go out and have a world beater performance. I just don't see it against the Titans. There's a reason why they were the one seed without Derrick Henry. Um, and then the Packers are not only the deep and lock, but they're also the DraftKings pick of the week. Uh, I, I just love the Packers so much. 
to Kyle, the, the, all the stuff that's coming at Kyler Murray with, oh, he didn't have his receivers. Don't be too hard on him. You see what Aaron Rodgers can do with no-name dudes out of Panera Bread. Like, it, it doesn't matter who is on the field. If it's Devontae Adams or Alan Lazard or Marquez Valdez Scaling or the other St. Brown brother, like, it doesn't – it really doesn't matter. I, I think they win this game easy. I think the 49ers have played over their head. Um, yeah, I think they covered by double digits, honestly. And then I've been saying this to you all week, Johnny. The Bucks are healthy on defense. I don't care if half their offense is out. This Bucks defense is ridiculous right now. And I, I just think it's going to be too much for Matt Stafford. We'll get into my props later, but I think he throws a couple picks in this game. And then, as I said, I'm rocking Bill's money line. And as I said, the Packers is my DraftKings pick of the week. The Rams is Johnny's DraftKings pick of the week. And if you want to bet on either of those picks or anything else, props included, futures, as Dalton will give us later. Um, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app this week and bet just $5 on any divisional team's money line and get 56 to 1 odds on that. So maybe the Packers' money line. Um, you get $280 in free bets if they win when you place a $5 bet after signing up at the DraftKings Sportsbook app using that promo code PHNX. That's this week only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, reliable. You know the spiel. You got same game parlays all the time. Nice flash props that they throw at you. It's just the best app through and through. So download it today. Use that promo code PHNX at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. That's 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, Dalton, you're a little more creative with your props, I will say. Um, so we'll get into his props first. Um, tell us about these. What do, what, do, what do you like the most about these two props? Yeah, so what I'm looking at right here is I'm trying to take advantage of, you know, the market maybe not paying attention to certain things. Mm-hmm. And for Alan Lazard specifically on this one, Marcus Valdez-Scantling has not been ruled out, yeah. but he's doubtful. So it's very unlikely he's going to play. And I think this line is going to move, you know, decently to, you know, minus money on three and a half receptions. Mm-hmm. If you look at his past five games, he's had three of those games with five or more receptions. He's been seeing starter snaps there. And I think this is an opportunity where either you can get three and a half receptions over there, or he's also his yardage prop is also at like 39 and a half, which he's hit in four of his last five games. So it's been a nice matchup for that. And we also, if we look at, you know, Green Bay's defense, or I'm sorry, San Francisco's defense, they're the second best rush defense, more of a middling pass defense. If you're going to attack them, it's going to be likely through the air. Um, So I think that that's likely the route that Packers are going to go. And I think that Alan Lazard is a perfect, you know, little, you know, you know, secondary option to Devonta Adams and that offense um, for that one specifically. And uh, for Josh Allen, you know, talk, talking about, you know, obviously the Bills and the reason why the Bills have been so good over their, you know, the end stretch of the season and heading into the playoffs is Josh Allen's been running it a ton. If we look at, you know, you know, uh, five of his last six games had over 60 yards rushing. And if we look at six of his last seven games, he's had a rush of over, you know, 18 or more yards. And in the one game, he didn't do it. He had a 16-yard rush. So he's like basically right there every single game. He's utilizing his legs more. And his rushing prop right now, it dropped at 40 and a half. And it got moved all the way up to 50. So instead of playing that, I just want to find an alternate way to, you know, get into the Josh Allen rushing aspect of it. Mm -hmm. If we look at rushing quarterbacks in general in the playoffs, uh, quarterbacks who've had 30 or more uh, rushing yards per game in the playoffs, they average six more rushing yards in the playoffs. And, you know, makes logical sense right if you're a quarterback and you want to keep your yourself safe yeah. during the the regular season you don't want to risk too much in the playoffs if you lose the game you're out so especially like a guy like josh Allen. exactly you know you want you want to get out there you want to get creative and that's one of his best assets is mm-hmm. to be able to run the ball and i think if the bills are trying to win this game and 
and want to, you know, potentially beat the Chiefs, I think it's going to be a massive part of what, yeah. what they have to do there. I love it. Love it. Uh, Johnny, your favorite props for this weekend. What are they and why do you like well, them so much? And and I, and are we are we going to hit a first touchdown score this week, Johnny? No, we never do. We will this week. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So uh, I'll, I'll piggyback off Josh Allen. I actually think that Kansas City is going to make it a priority to keep him in the pocket because of what he did last week to New England with his legs. And I think that his ability to throw the intermediate passing game, Stephon Diggs finally got free last week. I think the over for one and a half touchdown passes, I think he could hit that in the first half. You don't think uh, Daniel Sorensen is going to keep him in, in check? <laughs> uh, I do not. And Tyron Matthews has been very vocal on Twitter, but I, I mean, he's lost something at this phase of his career as well. And Kansas City's cornerbacks are probably the weakest unit on that defense. Whereas, you know, Melvin Ingram's been playing well. You know, they've got Frank Clark. They've got some nice rush ends to keep him a little bit corralled. I do think he's going to run. I think he's going to hit Dalton's prop. But I, I – I wouldn't be surprised if we looked up and he had three or four touchdown passes mm-hmm. when this game was over. Randall Cobb was activated. When Randall Cobb's on the field, number 12 targets him. We remember what Randall Cobb did to the Arizona Cardinals in Phoenix in late October. He had two red zone touchdowns. I think he gets into the end zone this week to try to get him his legs back for a stretch run. Again, against the San Francisco secondary, not only is, is poor on the outside, but their nickel corners are terrible. They're, they're starting you know day three draft picks. So I think anytime touchdown, and again, he's somebody that you can use in the slot as well as, you know, they, they manipulate him in the backfield and the end of rounds. He's kind of a de facto running back at times. So mm-hmm. I like Randall Cobb to score. And then Gronk this week, even though I, I like the LA Rams to win, I think if, if we get a first possession uh, by Tampa Bay, if they receive first, I like Gronk to score the first touchdown of this game again. Mike Evans is going to be single covered with Jalen Ramsey. I think that's advantage Jalen Ramsey, right? So now you're already talking about what would have equated to fourth and fifth and sixth receivers for Tampa when the season started. There's no AB, there's no Chris Godwin, right? So where's Brady going to look? He's going to look to his Hall of Fame tight end. Got in the end zone last week, albeit in the third quarter. I think there's a great shot. If Tampa wins, excuse me, if Tampa gets the ball first, LA defers and wins the toss, I think Gronk scores the first points of the game. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Uh, juicy for seven fifty isn't the craziest juice on a first touchdown score, but when you think about how the lack of options that Brady has, I right. I do like those odds for sure. L.A. was great against the run against the Cardinals on Monday night. I think mm-hmm. they're going to be stout against the returning Leonard Fournette. They're not going to let Fournette beat him. They're going to try to make Brady, you know, I want to say one dimensional, but really it's like okay, we're going to take away, we're going to put nine in the box, we're going to leave. Jalen Ramsey on on Mike Evans. So what does that really leave Tom Brady? I wish there were there were props for no yards gained on screen passes because the Rams will not allow that to happen. That's I feel no. like we're going to see that at least once or twice where they try to throw a bubble screen or a screen to Lenny and he just, it just gets blown up. But unfortunately, that is not a prop you can bet on. But you can bet on these props um, that I have laid out for you uh, for this weekend as well. Um, I'm a big fan of Derrick Henry, as I said. Uh, anytime, and I know there's question about how healthy he's going to be. I get that. Trust me. I'm not saying this is like the locks of locks, but it's 78 and a half rushing yards on a guy that rushed for over 2000 yards in a season. I mean, when you can get a prop like this, you should jump on it. Um, sprinkle a couple bucks. I, 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 I could, I could see Derek Henry going for 120 if he's fully healthy. And then a running back that plays wide receiver Debo Samuel, um, his reception or his receiving yards and his rushing yards are right around 52. I think it's actually rushing yards like 40, um, but I, 
he's just so good after the catch and he's going to need to be an X factor in this game. So I like him breaking a long one or even just doing it um, meticulously throughout the game. And then, as I said, Matt Stafford, big time dirt sometimes makes some really weird throws. Um, Real dirt. I, I could see them doing a double cross down the field, deep cross and Cooper cups trying to come back to the ball and Levante David is just coming off the edge way too hot and Stafford throws a duck. Um, I could see that happening at least twice this game, actually. So I might see what the alternate spread on his interceptions are. Uh, Dalton, any any take on any of those from either me or Johnny? Yeah, I, th- I think the Debo Samuel one, uh, him, his over correlates well with your guys' Green Bay play. I think uh, Samuel's had 98 receiving yards per game in losses this year. So Jeez. it's just a massive way that they utilize him versus wins versus losses. They try and u- especially now they're using him in the rushing game, which is kind of bringing his prop mm-hmm. down a little bit, but. They've also been winning a ton recently, so we haven't seen those blow up games for him. But yeah, especially with Jimmy Garoppolo too, like he's been he's been crushing in losses. So what do you think, think about Ayuk in this game? Um, Ayuk, I think has a potential to do it there. I think there's it, the thing is like those guys between Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo. I think Debo's obviously the most consistent in mm-hmm. using him. And you know, Ayuk, I don't have a full grasp on him this week because I think it could be a Kittle game. And I just really don't want to be betting on guys that I really aren't sure about. Yeah. Week to week variance is just like no use check it. props, dude. Use check first <laughs> touchdown. I don't know what it is, but uh, <laughs> but uh, he, he may sneak one in there. You know, oh, I love it. Uh, well, you got some specials, uh, some futures yeah. for um, this the, the divisional round and for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get into those specials um, right now. Joe Shiesty, I like it. Joe Shiesty. <laughs> Uh, cool man, Joe Brew over here. Um, so one reason I like him for the most playoff passing yards. And if you look at the market, mm-hmm. it's about finding, you know, things that could be mispriced or, you know, edges in different ways right now. And the Bengals to win the AFC are plus 550 mm-hmm. on the market. Now, if the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl, they're going to be playing four games. Mm-hmm. That gives Joe Burrow four games to hit these most playoff passing yards. Not only that. But the two leaders right now in passing are Mahomes. He has 404 passing yards. Josh Allen, 308 passing yards. So if the Bengals are making it to the Super Bowl, those guys are only getting, at max, three games. So now what happens if Green Bay makes it? Now you have Joe Burrows against four against three. And then, you know, let's say like the Rams or, you know, Rams or Bucks make it in. You know, you get four games out of Brady Mm -hmm. or Stafford. Now if you compare Joe Burrow and the way the Bengals are more likely to win, if you look over their – Pass rate has been skyrocketing the past few weeks. Joe Burrow has been ending the season on a tear, and there's no quarterback in the playoffs outside of Mahomes right now with a higher ceiling week to be. Mm-hmm. This guy could go off for 400 any given week, and right now, you know, he dropped at plus 1,000 at the beginning, and now we're essentially live betting that if we think the Bengals yeah. are going to make it to the Super Bowl at plus 550, why are we just not betting this? I love because that. I think this is just such a great value for what we're getting on that right now. And hey, I mean, Bengals make it there. Like I think there's over 50% chance that Joe Burrow's yeah. going to be the one that's leading in the playoff passing. So right now I think it's a very good value based love on that. that. And um, yeah, T Higgins, uh, my boy. Um, so I think that T Higgins right now for the most reception yards this week um, is just an amazing play. I think he's one of the more like, underrated yeah. like superstar wide receivers in the league right now. And it's because, you know, you have Jamar Chase yeah. alongside you. And if you look at Higgins at the end of the season, he was on fire. He had like four games over like 114 mm-hmm. yards and a five game stretch. And, you know, 
Chase had that massive game against the Chiefs in which like Higgins had like a, a decent game. Yeah. And then this week or this past week, Higgins did nothing. Yeah. So there's like some recently bias on it. If you look at, I love, I love that. Joe Scheiss, the most <laughs> passing yards go. We love that. Um, plus, so if we look at Jamar Chase, he's plus eight, 800. If we look at Cooper Cup, you know, he's plus 500 and Devontae plus 550. Why am I not going for a guy like T Higgins who mm-hmm. has that same potential? If we think Joe Burrow has a chance to explode, why are we not getting the much cheaper option in yeah. T Higgins? I think the market kind of overcorrected there. And, you know, T Higgins has seen that explosion there. Um, Titans right now are currently 11th in past EDVO. So they're more uh, on the average side. But yeah. if we look at some of the matchups that are going this week, um, the Buccaneers uh, are going against the Rams top 5D. Um, and if we look at, you know, the, the Bucks is, or the Rams as well against the Bucks, also uh, top 10 D as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of matchups in uh, this week that don't necessarily tailor towards some of the top top wide receivers. And I think also like a sprinkle on Joe Burrow at plus 500 could also be another move if you want to stack both those guys. Because at the end of the day, like we're not necessarily looking for guys just to have like average games. We want like the blow up games. We want That's to target fun. guys who have that potential to do that. And the Bengals are just like, just the perfect encapsulation of you know mm-hmm. what we're trying to do here yeah if, if if the people that really think that the Bengals are going to win this game um believe in that it's going to be at the hands of burrow and like what he did um when he threw for 500 yards and five touchdowns and in that game it wasn't jamar chase that went crazy it was t higgins yeah. t higgins had the huge yep. game so yeah i love that love that prop johnny yeah i mean higgins is is hot or cold right i remember in week 17 he after that huge game against Kansas City, he didn't do a whole lot. So you it just you pick your poison with those receiving uh, options in Cincinnati. But I, again, Tennessee, we talked about it coming into this year. What was their biggest question mark? It was their secondary, right? They they lost to Dory Jackson. Um, a bunch of their picks recently hadn't panned out. They took a kid from Boston College that had the injury. He's been up and down for them. So I think again, it's part of the reason I'm so high on Cincinnati. If their front seven. Shane, to your point, can corral Derrick mm-hmm. Henry. Because what will be the biggest obstacle for Burrow and company is to watch this game from the sideline and watch Tennessee control the clock. But if if Tennessee comes out, and I think they will, relatively flat, having not played meaningful football in a month, and it takes them a while to get going, and let's say Cincinnati jumps out to a 14-0 lead and makes Tennessee one-dimensional, I, I think that that's where this, this could snowball quickly because Tennessee, even with Julio Jones – and 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 uh, Mr. Uh, uh, what's his name? AJ Brown. Uh, the other out. AJ Brown. They're built to to pass, but they're not necessarily built to play from the outside. I wanted to say Corey yeah. Davis, but he's gone. So I, I just think if if Cincinnati jumps out to a, to a quick start, I like their chances to run away with this game. I think T Higgins could be a big part of that. For sure. Um, well, Dalton has one more special, and Johnny, you will really like this. But before we get there, Johnny, go phnx.com. What we got cooking this week? Oh, man. So I had to table my article I had yesterday regarding the wrath of Michael Bidwell at GoPHNX.com because there was some new information that we got yesterday evening. The article is going to be on our website today, breaking down what could come next for Michael Bidwell as it relates to Steve Kime, Cliff Kingsbury, the Arizona Cardinals, personnel as a whole. Will they make a change? When could we potentially expect a change or an announcement from Michael Bidwell? That will come out today. GoPHNX.com as well as the many Townsend work of my many peers, including Gerald, who's got a great article on Jalen Smith, Craig Morgan talking about Arizona hockey as a market in general, Mike Luke, again, talking about Tommy Lloyd, all that more at gophnx.com. If you haven't checked out gophnx.com, you're doing yourself a disservice. You can get the first month for only 50 cents every subsequent month 
to become a member of our family, $8.99, or you could save a ton of coin on the front end by going $4.99 for every month by paying $59.88 for the year. Plus, you get a free t-shirt from our PHNX merchandise locker. That's the way to go. Check out all of that and more. Go PHNX.com. You're a big fan of sticks, aren't you? Yeah. I love them. I love them so much. Uh, we uh, we made a song for him and it was played on an interview uh, with him and he he thoroughly enjoyed it. So it's good to see that. Um, all right, Johnny, this one's for you, uh, Dalton. All right, let me, hear it. Let me see it. All right. So uh, us here in Arizona, uh-huh. we are so lucky and we are so blessed that we have a unique market available to us in DraftKings. Mm-hmm. That's the head coaching props. Arizona and Colorado are the only two wow. in the entire nation that have us available. So the head coaching market is not something that I can like really share with, you know, like people on 4 because yeah. there's really not many people that, you know, have this available to them. And this is one of the markets that I think is one of the softest and one that we can be hammering by getting some inside information, like reading the tea leaves of what's going on. All right. Let me just rephrase this by starting off and looking at rookie quarterbacks who have had their head coach fired heading into mm-hmm. year two and what we've seen over the past five years. Jared Goff, who do they hire? Sean McVay, mm-hmm. offensive guy. Next year, Mitchell Trubisky, who do they hire right off that? Matt Nagy, offensive guy. We got um, what do we got over here? We got Sam Darnold right <laughs> after his first year. Who do they hire? None other than my man Adam Gase. Turned out amazing, but he's also an offensive guy. Uh, Baker Mayfield. It was his second year, but they hired Kevin Stavansky, mm-hmm. offensive guy. Daniel Jones after his first year. They hired Joe Judge, special teams guy, offensive background, yep. wide receiver coach. The only guy who was not an offensive coordinator or in some way involved in the offense was Brandon Staley with last year with uh, the Chargers with Joe, uh, Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. But Brandon Staley was a college quarterback. Yeah. So all these guys have something in common. And these you know owners, they understand they just invested a ton into their franchise quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. We want to get our quarterback and, you know, surround him with people that are going to uplift him and support him. And the best way to do that is to hire an offensive guy. So not only does that set the stage for potentially what we could be seeing here with the Jags, but also, you know, maybe the Dolphins and maybe the Bears as well. But specifically why Byron Leftwich for the Jags, Benjamin Albright specifically said the Broncos did not send an interview out for Byron Leftwich because they, quote, think he's locked into another gig. He also tweeted his head coach predictions, which said he thinks the Jags are going to have Byron Leftwich as their coach. Not only is Byron Leftwich has ties to Jacksonville. He was drafted yep. as a quarterback there, played there for three to four years. Byron Leftwich is one of the hottest candidates on the market right now. Everything here is just like screaming that this is just going to be a massive fit for both parties. Mm-hmm. And right now to get this at plus 250, I think it should be closer to like even money right now. Yeah, I love uh, that. I think it's just one of those things where, you know, we can get ahead of the market by kind of reading these tea leaves. And then, you know, hey, what happens two days down the road when Adam Schefter reports that, you know, Byron Lux is getting a second <clears throat> interview and then the, the market, you know, corrects and mm-hmm. goes over there. I think I think it's it's one of those things where, you know, we can just take advantage of right now. And I, I love I love this. Love it. Johnny, I'm sorry about that's not going to be Urban Meyer for a second time. <laughs> Just run it back. Well, Byron's <laughs> had an interview with Chicago, but I think it, it makes all the sense in the world. Also, Kyler Murray going from, I mean, Steve Wilkes was a defensive coach, and then, of course, they paired him with a with a young off- offensive mind in Kingsbury. So I, I think that that is the trend right now. It's just interesting. Chicago, I, I feel like, wants to get back to their roots defensively and, and go with a Brian Flores or somebody like that. So I think Leftwich 
and Jacksonville just makes too much sense to happen, assuming he wants to go to a place like Jacksonville. You just you wonder, because he's there, he's in that state with Bruce Arians. And, and Bruce Arians probably tells him, well, you're only going to get so many shots at this. Do you want to set yourself up with a franchise like that? That would be my only reservation. But there's only 32 of these gigs, you know, in, in the in the country, right? So I, I I do think that that's where he ends up going. And I think plus 250, um, yeah, shoot, like 20 bucks on that, you're you're a made man. For sure. Uh, well, Dalton, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, tomorrow at noon, we'll be right here talking UFC for the first time on the PH Next Daily Bet Show. So don't miss out on that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Shane D. If you can follow Johnny on Twitter at Johnny Venerable. You can follow Dalton on Twitter at Dalton Guru FF. Keep up with all of the latest trends and everything that he has going on. Um, thanks again, my man. It was a pleasure. And uh, we will see you here tomorrow at noon. Peace. Thank you, guys.